Hi, and welcome to another exciting episode of Seeing Reddit, where every week we choose a random uh, subreddit to explore and discuss on our show. I'm Matt Heron. I'm Jeff Kowalski. I'm Louisa Heron. So, how are you guys doing? Uh, I'm on vacation this week, so, you know, pretty good. Uh, I know this isn't delivering on the promise of this being an exciting episode, but, uh, you know, I'm just chilling. Yeah, I went to the zoo earlier today, and I love how many animals you can describe as just chilling. And there's something really great about being like, hey, look at that alligator, he's just chilling. I really like sloths because they live their whole life just chilling. I uh, I have no feelings about sloths one way or the other, but my girlfriend really hates sloths. I don't and like them very much. They're kind of gross. They're all covered in mold all the yes, time. Yes, that is <laughs> that is my girlfriend's uh, thought process as well. <laughs> and she talked about how she read a thing once about how sloths will die, but they will still hang by their claws on trees until they rot enough to fall, and they sometimes fall on people. And that sounds horrible. That's awesome. <laughs> that does sound horrible. Oh. I read a thing once about them going down into porta potties and eating what was in there. <laughs> oh, I am no. not, I am not making that up. <laughs> uh, why they did will you do say that? that? I'm sorry, because I know it now. You have to know it. <laughs> does the, I'm just imagining one crawling up out of the hole with yeah, like blue, exactly. That's blue how they chemicals all around his that. mouth. <laughs> uh, which one? Which which one is the one that looks like a sloth, but it's just got like one hook on each hand? It looks like a hook horror from Dungeons and Dragons. I think you're thinking mm. of that murderer from the urban legend that kills those kids making out in the car. <laughs> no, I for sure saw one. Uh, I'm gonna Google hook Wait, horror. Wait, in real life? <laughs> yeah, it's a real. Oh uh, no, not in real. I just saw a photograph. Was of it a, a baby Jersey one Devil? Is this a Pokemon of some kind, Jeff? <laughs> uh, well, hold on, the. The sloths we know are called three-toed sloths, so there's got to be other um, kinds of yeah, toed maybe. sloths. That's probably maybe what it's it is. it's a mole of some kind? I'm on the Forgotten Realms <laughs> wiki on the entry Wait. for hook horror to see what it's was based it, on. Was it on a tree or was it in the ground? <laughs> That's how you know. Uh, it was in someone's sloths. hand. <laughs> <laughs> okay. How could something... Wait, how could a mole have hook hands? That would be detrimental to digging, I would think. Maybe they're like diggy kind of hooks. Could it be a bat? Hands. Bats have those like little like hooks oh, yeah. on the ends of their. I don't know. think so because it just had arms. It didn't really have wings. Oh man! And... I saw the awesomest vampire bat at the zoo. He was all like crawling around like a crazy spider. Is great. <laughs> nice. Yeah, bats he was terrifying. Bats are super sp- spooky. Yeah, I like how bats are spooky but not gross. Like. Because a lot of things that are spooky are also gross, like maggots and and spiders Mm -hmm. and stuff. But I think bats are kind of cute, but they still have that creepy thing going. That's true. I like that red room that they put them in at the zoo. Keep it up, bats. Doing a good job, bats. Hey, bats. Nice. I like the ones that eat fruit. That's very cute of them. (laughs) Yes. Anything eating fruit is usually adorable, except for humans, which is the worst thing. (laughs) That is the worst thing, (laughs) Oh yeah. man, a mango? No! <laughs> somehow every animal is cute when it eats fruit, except for humans, somehow. Oh, that's true. I'm thinking about it now. Yeah. Uh, I can just, I'm just imagining somebody watching me eat a banana, and it's the <laughs> worst thing in the whole world. I like how you're still the one eating the banana in this nightmare of yours. <laughs> well, when I imagine a human being 
like just being disgusting by existing. It's usually me that's the the human being in question. Yeah, but who cares? You get to eat a banana. I guess so. So I I win. I beat that banana. That's for damn sure. Bananas are gross. I like bananas. Okay. What about a slice of melon? That is uh, also kind of horrible to eat, see someone eating. Yeah, although melons are the cutest thing to see animals eat, I think. Yes, oh, that's cats true. especially. Oh, why do they like it? They like it, though. <laughs> Wait, are you, why are you mad that they like it? Animals no, don't I, eat I like that they, they like it. I'm mad that I like it so much. So oh, cute. I see. <laughs> is it like babies eating lemons, I'm imagining? I don't know that's that I've seen this. Yes, it is. <laughs> I like that because it's not hurting the babies, but it sure looks like it is. <laughs> so I'm trying to find this goddamn hook-handed animal, and the first Google result is Captain Hook Wikipedia. Yep. There you go, that's what it was. I mean, yep. I guess he's he technically it. a hook-handed animal. Uh, we mentioned a bunch of hook-handed animals, like that urban legend guy, and the, the bats, I guess. What did Louisa uh, say? The Candyman. slots, maybe? Yes. Uh, a uh, stevedore who works down at the docks has a hook. Uh, what? These are all important things. Oh, I was proud I knew that word, but you guys don't know it. <laughs> it sounds stevedore. familiar, but it also sounds like a person's name. <laughs> Is a... that like the person who uses hooks to lift crates and yes. stuff off? Yes, of? exactly. Okay. Uh, it's who a one-toed sloth. Yeah, hooray, I did it! That's what I said, and I called it. I think so. I'm finding a lot of three-toed sloths in the Google images. Man, sloths are gross to look at. Yeah, yeah. look at them. <laughs> <laughs> Try not to think about them. You know last episode how we, like, purposefully antagonized Chris, our biggest fan? I yeah. feel like now we are purposefully antagonizing our second biggest fan, Cassie, who really <laughs> likes watching videos of sloths. Oh, that's right. Are, do you Sorry. not like watching videos of sloths? Because no. I think that's pretty great. They're kind of gross. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the very best video of a sloth is the one of Kristen Bell meeting a sloth and falling over crying because she loves sloths so much. And that's yeah. good because... Because it's very funny how uh, overwhelmed she is with the idea of meeting a sloth at her birthday party. Yeah. I know everyone's decided that they loved Kristen Bell forever with Veronica what? Mars, I guess, but I never got on board. She's fine. I don't... Uh, you should watch impressed. Veronica Mars. Sometimes, sometimes <laughs> she's very good, and then sometimes she's like, just seems like a weird alien pretending to be a human being. <laughs> Uh, it's very humanizing to watch her in the sloth video. <laughs> she, I, I think she chooses roles that have her be sort of like this weird prissy ice queen character, but because she does that so often, it's really hard to separate her from that character. Oh yeah, because she was the titular uh, uh, Sarah Marshall in Forgetting Sarah Marshall. Yeah. And she did a good job in that, but... Yeah, yeah. but she's also the bad guy, so it kind of yeah. doesn't make her as a person likable if... And she played that character on uh, Parks and Recreation, and she pay played that character on Heroes. Like, she's always playing that character, so it's really hard to see. Also, she was that weird polygonal-faced monster in um, Assassin's Creed. <laughs> Oh, I was going to say, she's she's the main character's best friend in Assassin's Creed, but you said she's a monster. Did you Have you played that game? Uh, I have not. Okay, because 
I I was like, oh, Kristen Bell is in this. Interesting. And then you play through, like, the tutorial, and you come out of your dream state, and you see her face for the first time. And it looks like someone who had had a human face described to them <laughs> had to draw with only crayons, blindfolded, what they think a person would look like. It is the worst graphics I've ever seen in a 3D game ever. Yeah, but that's not her fault. No, I know. I mean, listen, I'm not saying she's bad. I'm just saying she's not very likable. She keeps on doing things that make her seem weird and alien and distant. She was the main character in Frozen, so she's very popular with kids now. That's true. Yeah. I mean, she was not the title character, Queen Frozen. <laughs> I feel like I'm crazy, because everyone loved that movie so much, and I didn't uh, it was really okay. like it. it. The songs yeah. were pretty good, but... Mm. I actually think that movie was was quite good except for her character who seemed like a person who has a mental disorder a little bit. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it was like the songs were really, really good and it looked yeah. pretty, but the plot yeah. the plot and the characters were kind of like, eh, this is okay, I guess. Like, Tangled is much better. That's true. Yes, agreed. It, well, we it, solved like, it. We solved it, guys. Yeah, exactly. So, I mean, so the songs be... in Tangled are very bad, but... <laughs> so let it be written, so let it be done. <laughs> oh, I wanted to watch that on Easter, and I missed it, and then I haven't been able to watch it since. It's yep. not anywhere. It's not available anywhere. How is that what? legally possible? Is it in the Disney vault? <laughs> <laughs> no, we're talking about the Ten Commandments. Why Disney... did you want to watch that on Easter? <laughs> not about I Jesus. know we already argued about this. You guys this, did this it last time. Easter. <laughs> I'm just mad. <laughs> I would like if Jeff, if like I know this isn't what you meant, but I like the idea of Disney putting the Bible in the Disney vault. <laughs> <laughs> and Dis- Disney's next purchase after Marvel and Lucasfilm is the Bible. Yep, yeah, and they, then it's like they bought it by shares gradually through shell corporations, <laughs> so nobody noticed until they owned fifty-one percent of the Bible. Yeah, that and explains why Pope... Captain America let, met Jesus last month in his comic book. <laughs> And then the Pope is like, well, I'd like to do a reading, but I can't, so everyone go home early. And then the doors of the church burst open and everyone comes out on skateboards and, like, playing electric guitars and stuff. That'd be great. (laughs) Okay. School's out for summer, but church. Oh, yeah. Anyway, (laughs) let's let's get into our uh, things that we, we saw on the internet this week. Matt, you go first this time. Okay, um, so the thing I did on the internet this week was I filed my taxes online. Hooray! Yeah, it's tax time, everybody. If you haven't done it now, you're a war criminal. Well, just a regular criminal. Actually, I guess if you pay your taxes, you're kind of complicit in war crimes in the U.S. anyway. That's true. But also, like, what actually happens if you don't file your taxes online? Do you or on time? Do you just need to like pay an extra fine? Yes. I, yeah, I think you just pay That's like a happens. twenty dollar fee or something. Yeah, like everyone acts like it's like, oh shit, if I don't get it in on time, I'm going to go to jail. But like, that's not going to happen. It took like 10 years of Wesley Snipes not paying at all for him (laughs) to even get arrested. Yeah, I got a letter from the IRS like a year ago and they were like, hey, we just discovered that you were paid an extra $10,000 that you never reported in like 2008. And I'm like, what? (laughs) And I had to chase it down, but... And, like, obviously it was a mistake. It was stuff that was going into my IRA or whatever. But I was like, uh, did you guys really miss $10,000 for, like, seven years? (laughs) 
I mean, they're hemorrhaging money from every orifice of the federal government. Yeah, okay, this is going to be the weirdest thing that anyone has ever said on this show, but, like, the one thing that I kind of agree with Ted Cruz, a.k.a. the Zodiac Killer, on, is that it might be time for us to get rid of the IRS. Eh, I mean, like, what's the better solution? Well, we can still have tax collection, but the IRS is basically just there to put a bunch of complicated rules in place so that people need to pay accountants to do their taxes for them. I guess, but, like, that is the first step towards the weird flat tax that libertarians want for some reason that doesn't work. That's yeah, true. That's no good. Like, we need somewhat- the alternative to a bunch of complicated rules is no rules and then nothing gets done. Yeah, but just like literally everything in politics, the best solution is somewhere in between these two. Exactly. That's not very entertaining. <laughs> no, I suppose not. Uh, the one thing I agree with Ted Cruz on is that young couples in 1970 <laughs> San Francisco deserve to be viciously murdered. <laughs> I thought you were going to mention all the soup. <laughs> <laughs> that was amazing! Can we talk about that? Yes. Uh, about what it. did he, what was it, cream of mushroom soup, or did they not no, specify it was, the style? It was chunky, <laughs> it was different kinds of chunky, Campbell's yes. chunky soup, 100 cans was the first purchase he made upon coming back from his honeymoon. I guess, I guess he was just, like, he clearly he got in an argument with his wife, and he was like, I'm gonna get this asshole. And he went out and bought all the soup and came home, and she was like, why'd you buy all this soup, Theodore, my dear husband? And he was like, because you never cook. But... Like he's, okay. he's the was, nagging yeah. he's the nagging sitcom wife in this scenario. <laughs> listening to her listening to her responses to the questions about it though, it really paints a creepy picture of like like I could if somebody told me in ten years that it turned out that he this is not funny, but that he beat his wife, like I wouldn't super be surprised because of how afraid she seemed to, like, call this behavior insane. Yeah. Oh, see, I just, in my imagination, she is in a super emotionally abusive relationship, but doesn't notice. Like, she's not affected by it. Like, he's just this crazy flying-off-the-handle dude, and she's completely oblivious to it. Well, she said in the story that she returned all the cans of soup and then called her mother to make sure that was the right thing to do, which is already weird. And her mother's like, oh, no, you shouldn't have done that. So then when Ted came home, his wife was like, I'm so sorry I returned all the soup, but I'll go and buy more. Which tells me that the thing she's probably not saying is that her mother lectured her about, like, being sure that you're submissive to your husband, like, religious okay. shit, right? So, so guys, am I the only one who, when I hear this story, picture her mother as just being Ted Cruz in a wig? <laughs> <laughs> that sounds about right. <laughs> yeah, you should uh, go buy the soup again, definitely. I, I mean, Ted really likes his soup. <laughs> the best part about this mental image, besides the fact that it implies that Ted Cruz drove over to his mother, her mother's house and, like, tied her up and gagged her. and then Killed her, the let's phone. be honest. Yeah, for or sure her. buried her alive in the backyard. <laughs> okay, yes, and then wrote a complicated, weird rhyme for the police that had, like, symbols in another language. Anyway. This is the Zodiac Killer, I totally... Tied up my, I mean, Ted Cruz's mother-in-law. <laughs> You'll never find her. She's in the yard of her own house. Oh, fuck. Uh... <laughs> I shouldn't have said that last part. <laughs> oh, crap. I'm the worst Zodiac killer ever. <laughs> uh... <laughs> 
Um, but also, in my image, the fact that he's wearing a wig even though he's on the phone with her. <laughs> that yeah, didn't that even occur good. to me. I was just like, well, yeah, of course he'd have to wear a wig. <laughs> of course he'd have to wear, like, a... Her a, scalp that he removed from her body before he buried her. <laughs> he'd have to wear, like, a red riding, a little red riding hood uh, grandma-style muumuu and, like, the, the cap on the head. <laughs> yeah, but then he goes home and forgets to take that stuff off, and then she's like, why are you wearing that? And then he's like, didn't your mother tell you to obey me? <laughs> See, that's what the core of it to me is, at the end of this lighthearted story she's telling, I feel like she's basically saying, ha, huh, isn't it funny, this dumb things we do when we're young and newly married and we don't know yet that we're supposed to follow the Bible and submit to our husband's will? And then everyone else is like, um, no, not, none of the things that you have said are normal, and yeah. I'm convinced that you're coneheads. It sort of reminds me of that joke on Futurama where the, where Leela says to Fry that he always needs to end his sentences two sen- or his stories two sentences earlier. Like, if yes. they'd been like, if they'd been like, we moved in together, and then he bought a hundred cans of soup, and so of course I returned them. Yeah. End of story. Yes, that would have been a great be- story. Yeah, and it's true. We don't need to know about the fact that you were so afraid of your husband murdering you that you had to go back and shame yourself by buying a hundred fucking cans of chunky soup. Like some kind of monster. (laughs) Oh man, not only that, but probably the same store, right? So, hey, you know how I returned all those cans of soup yesterday? Did you put them back on the shelves, or can I get those soup cans? And and the fact that it was a bunch of different kinds, like, how did she know which kinds to get... (laughs) Did he make a list for her? <laughs> he made a list for himself, a shopping list. <laughs> for all the kinds he's going to get. just soup. <laughs> yep. He's underlined. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> uh, it's like, maybe, is it possible that Ted Cruz is like one of those people from, um, from, oh, what is that Tom Cruise movie about seeing the future? Minority Report? Yeah. Is he? Oh, does yeah. he think maybe he can see the future by bathing in a nutrient bath that's just chunky soup and then, like, connecting his head? His, what are you mm. doing, Jeff? Oh, I was thought I was opening a letter quietly, but I guess I'm doing it very loudly. <laughs> yes. You stop doing other things while we're doing this show. Oh, someone handed me mail. I had the, to look at it. The last... Oh, no, you're getting sued by the IRS. It's so topical. <laughs> The last episode that I just edited where uh, there's a point where you're pouring a drink and it's so loud. <laughs> I like and that. I, I'd forgotten about it and when I was editing it, it made me really like almost spit my drink across the room <laughs> I was laughing at. That was great. It sounded so good like it was a commercial. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I didn't even do it on purpose. Now that we've had a little bit of a chat, I'd like to talk to you about uh, what's a coffee brand? I can't even think of a brand of coffee. <laughs> Uh, Folgers. Folgers. I almost said Folgers House. That's not right. What What was the one? Was it Juan Valdez? Was the one... Was Juan Valdez a brand or just a mascot? I don't remember. I remember him. And he had that donkey. Uh, was, he was the... the um, some kind of Columbia brand. Okay. Not Columbia House. That is a record thing. <laughs> no, you uh, pay one penny and you get 500 pounds of coffee. <laughs> I always thought that those bags that the coffee came in, those, like, burlap sacks, looked really, like, inviting. Like, I really wanted to fall asleep on a burlap sack full of coffee. I don't know why. Yeah, that's why they use them in the commercial. Of course they look inviting. Yeah, but I don't think you're supposed to want to fall asleep on them. Well, I I think we all did. Okay, cool. (laughs) 
Uh, Juan Valdez is a fictional character who has appeared mm-hmm. in advertisements for the Wait, National Federation of Coffee. Oh no! Fictional! Yeah. Yeah, he doesn't <laughs> exist, apparently. Aww. He typically appears with his mule Conchita. I did always wonder how he delivered coffee to every house every morning. <laughs> on, on the back of his flying impressive. mule. Yeah, his flying magic mule that can travel faster than the speed of caffeine. He's some kind of, like, Colombian themed version of Paul Bunyan is what I am imagining. <laughs> See, I was imagining him as a Colombian, like, Betty Crocker, like he's supposed to be every coffee grower. And I was imagining him as a Colombian Santa Claus. This is amazing, guys. <laughs> Yay! You did it. It's wonderful. Uh, it's a great time to be alive. The important thing is that whatever he is, we append his nationality to the beginning of it to make him other than ourselves. <laughs> and that is true. Hey, I said Colombian-themed version of... That's true, and that really was his only character trait, so I don't know that we could be racist to him. Uh, Has donkey, wears funny hat. Those are his two things as this mascot for coffee. Yes. Not a brand of coffee, the National Federation of Coffee Growers of Colombia. Wait, so he didn't advertise any specific coffee? He's like, got milk in human form? Yeah, Mm. or like, beef, it's what's for dinner. Oh man, that's amazing. Oh, I just realized, he's like, he's like PR that, like, extends back to this imaginary paradise of pre-industrial times of growing coffee so that you don't think about Colombia's reputation for guns and drugs, right? Yeah, I was gonna say, he's basically just there to be like, look at this amicable man who definitely doesn't do drugs. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, he just has this uh, humble donkey Conchita. He's definitely not any kind of uh, oppressed person or drug lord. Is he not an oppressed person? I mean, he's wearing peasant clothes and has his best friend as a donkey. Uh, I think he's pure he of is, heart, though. I think he is uh, supposed to be a non-satirical Uncle Tom figure, where he is happy to be picking the coffee for international uh, company interests. Is this that kind of thing where it's like it's impossible to oppress someone who has joy in their heart or something? Yeah, he's just, like, he's happy to be a... a poverty-stricken coffee picker. Yeah, he's like a parable about how if you're, like, a good person and you you do good, humble farm work, you will reap your rewards in heaven, probably. He's like when you draw a cartoon of a woman agreeing with your men's rights activist group (laughs) and then it counts as evidence that women agree with you. Oh, man, I'm so creeped out that that character is barefoot in addition to all the other characteristics of her. (laughs) (laughs) Yep. Oh, boy. Um, What did you do on the internet? I also did my taxes. I got $149 back, so that's pretty exciting. (laughs) And I started watching, I just watched the first episode of uh, The Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt Season 2. Oh yeah, I watched that too. It's so good. good. Oh man, I hear Electra's in this season. (laughs) I want to see Kimmy Schmidt fight the Punisher. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Come on. You watch Daredevil also. I stopped midway through the first season, but I will get back on it at some point. I watched all of Daredevil, but your joke was a little too obvious. I think. Uh, I'm you like should have said through season two. You should have said that you were excited to see when that series crosses over with Jessica Jones. That I think would have been a better joke because that is also a Netflix series. That but like everything else is crossing over with Jessica Jones. I think you could have made that work. All right, once once we punch up this podcast script, then we're going to record the real podcast, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> 
Did you know that there was a crossover between Sleepy Hollow and Bones? Yes, uh, and I used to love Bones. I watched every episode, and I stopped a couple years ago, and I'm glad I did now. <laughs> yeah, you were a real bonehead back in the day. <laughs> is that the one with Nathan Fillion? No, no, that's Castle. Bones is the one with uh, David Boreanaz. Yep. Man, those are stupid names for shows. Yes. Yep. Bones was good, though, because it like it, it was just scientific. Yeah, it was a bunch of other dumb stuff, too. But like there was uh, never any uh, supernatural element to it at all, ever. And then Until they're going to do a Sleepy crossover Hollow with crossover. Sleepy Hollow? Ugh, makes me mad. Uh, the two of my favorite uh, comics are doing a crossover. My, you know what? My online internet thing is going to be crossovers because there's a bunch I'm excited about. Because <laughs> uh, this comic series Gotham Academy about a rich kid school that a bunch of like supervillains kids go to in Gotham City is crossing over with Lumberjanes, which is about a magical summer camp that's full of a bunch of teen girls. Uh, so they're doing a crossover, and that's great. So we're not going to talk about Louisa's thing at all, then, I no. guess? No, go ahead, Louisa. You go ahead. I have a better crossover to talk about after this. <laughs> what was I even talking about? I remember Kimmy saying Kimmy Schmidt. Schmidt. Yeah. No, I've only seen the first episode, but it was excellent. Oh. And I don't want to spoil anything for anyone, but I think See? you should watch this show if you don't. I just wanted to point out that there is an episode, I think it's like the third or fourth episode, where a guy that I did improv with in college uh, is in it. And I That's was like... Cool wait, what the fuck? And then I posted on his Facebook group and basically just said, what the, or Facebook group, on his Facebook page, and then I was like, oh, wait, what the fuck? You were in this, and you are funny. And he's like, thanks. <laughs> That's great. <laughs> yeah, one of my friends from high school is in the background of an episode or two of Orange is the New Black. Hmm. I don't know. Oh, and uh, it's weird that Dan O'Brien that me and Matt did plays with is, like, famous on the internet now. Yeah, it's funny that I, like, had heard of him. He's the guy from Cracked, right? Yeah. I'd heard of him through that before I ever knew that <laughs> you guys knew him. Yeah. yeah, every time I see Chris Gethard, who I also did uh, improv with in college, every mm-hmm. time I see him on, like, Parks and Recreation or, like, I think Broad he might... Broad City? He's on Broad City. Yeah. I'm just like, that is the weird... Like, I remember getting drunk with that dude. That <laughs> happened to me. That is so weird. <laughs> he, I discovered... I went to go see him. He did a comedy show in a New Brunswick basement because he was in that scene when he was in college. And uh, I deduced from one of his jokes that he, about five years before I did, lived in one of the rooms in one of the houses I lived in in college. Oh, that's weird. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. You, were, you were like, two windows, I know what room you're talking about. <laughs> well, he described it as being next to a laundromat, and that he lived in the basement, and I'm like, wait a second, I know that house, because I lived in the basement next to the laundromat, and we discovered it was the same house. Wait, I know that house, too, because I drank a lot of alcohol in that basement. <laughs> yes, it was that house we had four floors to party on, because we were all friends, so we threw, like... Huge hundred people parties. Oh, to be young again. I just remember going to improv classes and watching Chris Gethard and several other people just recite Ghostbusters line for line the whole movie sometimes. (laughs) That's actually impressive. I don't know if there's any movie I could do that for. Yeah, there were like three guys in in the improv group who were so into Ghostbusters that they literally could recite the whole movie. And I... Even even the scenes that are not fun or interesting that no one remembers, I was really <laughs> impressed. I'm probably close to that with Star Wars or the Blues Brothers, but I don't know. Not Take practice. Not Johnny Dangerously, your favorite movie. 
I really like that movie, but I haven't seen it in probably about ten years. Yeah, me either. I forgot all about that movie. It's pretty good. It's that's like the forgotten classic of the eighties, as far as uh, like the eighties comedies go. Oh. They mentioned it on the Flop House a couple of weeks ago, and I thought of you, Jeff, because you always said <laughs> I should watch that movie. Have you still not watched that movie? Nope. I don't really... <laughs> Hold on. Like, I don't How... really like Michael Keaton that much, to be How honest. How have you never seen that movie when Dad loved that movie? I don't know. I mean, it's entirely <laughs> possible that my eyes observed it, but I was <laughs> okay. too young to consciously be aware of it. <laughs> it was one of those movies that was on uh, Comedy Central all the time in the 90s, uh, mm. either before or after Little Shop of Horrors. Yeah, we talked about this a couple weeks ago. <laughs> yeah. well, we, are, we are really recycling, guys. Uh, <laughs> it's we, fine. No, these are we, recurring bits. Do we only have 15 episodes worth of pointless <laughs> drivel in us? Yeah. I think we probably have less than that, <laughs> unless yeah. you unless you say the things we accidentally talk about a bunch of times. Callbacks. <laughs> yeah, you got to cut out more content. Yeah, last week's episode was or an hour and a half. I know. I couldn't believe how long that episode was. <laughs> Speaking of which, let's go on to Jeff's thing now. Cross. No, hold on. Start. I want to say. Wait. Oh, I want to say the Princess Bride is probably a movie I could recite a lot of lines from. Yeah, that's all. <laughs> that's true. Well, I mean, I think. There are a couple movies that I could probably recite a lot of lines from. That Thing You Do, for instance, is yes. one of my favorite movies, and it's super easy to memorize. I was thinking about you, because I was listening to an old episode of The Flophouse, and they were talking about mediocre movies <laughs> yes. that no one remembers, and they're like, That Thing You Do. I mean, that's nobody's favorite movie. I know. Everyone forgot about that movie. <laughs> Matt's yeah. favorite movies are the mediocre forgotten hits of the 90s, like I mean, That Thing You Do and Josie and the Pussycats. <laughs> that is not untrue. <laughs> Ghostbusters 2, I imagine you being a defender of that movie. That is a good movie. See? <laughs> I've been listening to On Our Own constantly on Spotify. Yeah. The song from that movie. Amazing. Yes. I never get tired of it. Also, uh, Higher and Higher, great song. Yeah. Yeah, it is. True. I said yes. I agree. Yes. No, Louisa, it is. <laughs> I'm trying to agree with you. Is that still the only movie Tom Hanks has written? Ghostbusters 2? No, the friggin' <laughs> that thing you do. <laughs> God damn it. Oh, for a minute I thought that too. I'm like, wait a minute. <laughs> we were both talking about Ghostbusters 2. Yeah, amazing. but we started with that thing you do. Fine. Uh, I don't know, but it's definitely like, didn't he write a lot of Apollo 13 as well? I, know he I wrote, mean, maybe by virtue of improvising all his lines. I, yes, that was all. It was all a, a, an improv movie, like a Arrested Development style. Yeah, yeah. It's it's it had a real uh, vibe, like uh, Reno Nine One One or uh, Wet Hot American Summer. <laughs> but didn't Tom Hanks write that whole miniseries from the Earth to the Moon? The like about the space. Program in the sixties. Is this a joke? Like because no, did, I don't it think he did. Super boring. Yeah, but he didn't write it. That's he definitely crazy. he definitely produced it. Like yeah, he fine. was the producer on it. He was for Band of Brothers too. I think he. I mean, I I think he at least wrote like was credited with some of the writing on those things. Okay. I thought until maybe like two months ago that Colin Hanks was his younger brother and not his son. What? What? <laughs> How is that possible that you thought that? Because uh, Tom Hanks still looks pretty young and Colin no. Hanks looks about 20 years older than he is. <laughs> that was so insane. I don't know what to say. <laughs> uh, good. 
<laughs> I'm glad. <laughs> anyway, my thing that I want to talk about is crossovers, because uh, tw- uh, 23 Jump Street and Men in Black 4 are the same movie called MIB 23. No, yeah, we no discussed thanks. this on this show a couple weeks ago. Did we? Yes. Uh. Uh, but, like, it's actually happening now because they officially announced it rather than just, like, the people writing it saying, this might happen. Don't you remember we said how great it would be if it was uh, human beings trying to infiltrate an alien high school to bust up an alien drug game? <laughs> oh, that sounds pretty good. Yes! <laughs> we're, we're pretty funny. Jeff has memento disease. <laughs> yeah. uh, oh, man, did I kill my wife? Whoops. <laughs> I'm wearing that's, her scalp as a puzzle. Damn it, Joe Pantoliano. <laughs> that's what your tattoo says. It's just, I killed my wife, whoops. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> you franny face. <laughs> oh my god, memento, but only emojis all over your body. <laughs> oh my god. Uh, just uh, tattoo a, uh, a the pants emoji and then a sad crying face emoji. Don't trust this guy. Oh, I thought that meant don't forget to wear pants. <laughs> no, it meant don't trust Joe Pantoliano, <laughs> a.k.a. Joey Pants. I guess it would be pants and then the red circle with a line through it and then the frowny face if it was don't forget to wear pants. <laughs> <laughs> that would be I'm sad about not having pants. Yes. Or a frowny face and then those eyes looking and then the eggplant <laughs> to remind you to cover it up. Guys, I found the answer. Uh, uh, Tom Hanks has six writing credits. That okay. thing you do, four episodes of From the Earth to the Moon. Boom! Okay. One teleplay of Band of Brothers. Okay. A documentary short about the moon. What? Yeah. Lar- Larry Crown. And, oh no. Uh, something called, two episodes of something called Electric City. Huh. Wow. Strange. Yeah. I don't know what Larry Crown is. That's not the Thomas Crown affair, certainly. No, that's that movie where he was a spy? Not Bridge of Spies, but I think there's it's, another movie where he was a spy. It's like Tom Hanks. It's got Tom Hanks and Julia Roberts? Yeah, yeah. I remember the ads for it, but I didn't see it. After losing his job, a middle-aged man reinvents himself by going back to college. Wow, I'm wrong then. Not about spies. So Tom Hanks remade Back to School with Rodney Dangerfield, starring it himself. I don't know that it sound, doesn't sound like a comedy. I guess you could argue that Back to School with Rodney Dangerfield wasn't really a comedy. <laughs> well, there's a lot of I, I, I've probably my favorite comedies are the ones with incredibly sad premises. Yeah, I was thinking about that when I was watching the Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt about how like that <laughs> yeah. that is a show that is very funny in the in the vein of things like Mash and Scrubs. That's yeah. like it shouldn't be funny based on the premise alone. I think the fact that Tina Fey is famous enough to be able to pitch something like that and be like, no, I promise it'll be funny, is the only reason it managed to get made. Yeah, because Brie Larson just won an Oscar for being in a movie that has the same premise as Unbreakable (laughs) Kimmy Schmidt, but is a drama. Yeah, well, I'm really impressed that Kimmy Schmidt managed to really, like, completely avoid the issue that no one kidnaps a young girl ever without sexually assaulting her. And they completely, like... Got, got away from that altogether. She yeah. does. She does mention it in the first episode of the first season. Yeah, but like barely. Yeah, she says just to answer your question ahead of time. Yes, there was weird sex stuff, and that's the only time they mention it. Although she talks about that with that other uh, one who was also a teenage girl at the time. So yeah, and then like there's a lot of stuff. Maybe it's that. 
there's a lot of stuff about like that sort of implies that she still is a virgin. Yeah. Like she seems really unsure about how to do things. So it's probably weird season. sex stuff with her teenage friend. Yeah, probably. Yeah, that's maybe. what that's what I was imagining. <laughs> of course you were. Uh, I I mean that's how I interpreted that scene in a completely. That's what I was way. masturbating. I mean, what? <laughs> Where am I? <laughs> My uh, memento I hit, disease is kicking. I hit I hit the random button because I want to memento this part of the podcast away. And we have uh, reddit.com slash r slash geopolitics. Oh, no. We've talked a few times about referencing movies we haven't seen. You have seen Memento, right? <laughs> yes. He doesn't give himself that disease because he wants to forget things. Uh, yes, great. but I have Memento disease, so I don't remember seeing it. <laughs> <laughs> I, I just have a tattoo across my arm that says Memento, question mark. Yes. Uh, so is this the most serious subreddit we've gotten so far? Can it be Probably. more serious than the Ukrainian conflict? I uh, think... It's broader because it's all <laughs> things like the Ukrainian conflict. Well, I noticed yeah. they're trying to keep it classy right off the jump because at the top it's saying for me, Welcome to our slash geopolitics. We're a community centered around civil discussion and insightful analysis. As it seems you're new, please read the community guidelines. Thank you. Because if there's two things that internet message boards are known for, I feel it's civil discussion and insightful analysis. Well, the thing is, you just have to have really dedicated moderators, because uh, we've talked in the past about how 4chan is a cesspool, uh, yes. but if you went on the traditional games board, there was no trolling and like no hate speech, because they had mods who were obsessive nerds who were like, Nah, we are doing nothing but talking about Warhammer figurines and Dungeons and Dragons uh, breaking the game. How do people have that much time? Uh, it's probably like people who work from home or teenagers. Yeah, but just, I can't even bring myself to read things I care about. <laughs> there are lots of books I would like to read, and the idea of reading every post that everyone puts on every, like, thread in a message board sounds awful. Well, the the thing about... Uh, I don't know how Reddit works, actually. I guess there's not as many posts and comments as, like, a 4chan thread, because it's not anonymous. You have to, like, have an account to post on Reddit. Yeah. Yeah. Which is a good idea. I'm in favor yeah. of that. Yeah, I like it. Uh, but, I mean, you can also have unlimited accounts per email, as far as I know. Yes. But at least that way there's some level of, like, tying yourself to the terrible things you say. Yeah, you have I to... I don't think there is. I mean, you have to at least go to the trouble of signing up for an account before you can post something. And it, people can just ban your account if you do something wrong. Yes. Is this Reddit the, uh... Wait, I forgot what I was saying. <laughs> Most boring You started thing. off really good. It's so boring, we're forgetting oh. the ability to speak. <laughs> I was going to say, is this Reddit the most likely one to put us on some kind of FBI watch list just for visiting it? So far. You don't, don't know what's going to so. happen in the future. I don't know. I'm reading a new study about the 9-11 attacks and how uh, the induced backlash against Muslims uh, may have been constructed by the American government. And, like, I mean, I think that... There's some there's some logic to this probably, yeah. but I also think that it's probably something that the uh, 
the NSA might not might send me a frowny emoji about. <laughs> yeah, that doesn't That's even what they read do to now. me. That doesn't even read to me like a conspiracy theory. That's just like, yeah, the federal government spent a lot of time saying incendiary things about Muslim people right after 9-11. Yeah, it was kind of like 9-11 happened and then they were like, oh man, I'm so mad about this, right guys? We're all so mad about how this is a Muslim thing, right guys? About how Muslim this is? Let's all be mad about Muslims. Muslims are the worst. Let's hate Muslims. And you're like, wait, wasn't there a 9-11? Okay, I guess we're going this way now. I remember right after it happened. And so, no, go ahead. <laughs> Keep going. Period. What? Why did you think I was done? <laughs> I thought that was it. <laughs> I was going Brad, to you were, just, you were just saying that you remembered. Louise is bragging that always remember. Thanks, guys. Louise is just bragging that she doesn't have a memento disease. <laughs> Sorry to rub it in like that. <laughs> She's just being like, I totally remember line 11. <laughs> I've got it written on my hand. I've got it tattooed on my arm in emojis. (laughs) It's got got an American flag and a plane and a frowny face. Delete, 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 delete. (laughs) Uh, No, I was trying to say, I remember when it happened, and then very soon after, uh, Muhammad Ali and Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, like, held press conferences to be like, understand that, uh, you know, American Muslims are people in your community working on your side. And I was like, at the time, I remember, I was like, this is so dumb. No one thinks just every Muslim is doing this. That's crazy. Uh, Whoops. (laughs) They held a press conference. They're crazy, crazy entertainment people. And it turns out I was the fool. Yeah, because, like, the week after it happened, every 7-Eleven clerk got beaten up if they looked like they were from another country. Yeah. Like, even if they were not specifically Arab or Muslim. Yeah, like, this dude is clearly Chinese, guys. You are way off the reservation. Well, Mm, Don't say off the reservation. Oh, no. (laughs) One of of the strange things is uh, Sikh people getting attacked because... uh, They look like the racist cartoon version of Muslim people because they have the specific kind of turban that we, for some reason, randomly associate with Islam, even though it is not associated with Islam. Hold on, you started with the weird thing. Like, no, that makes perfect sense. That dumb rednecks just just look at a cartoon image of what a Muslim person looks like, and they're like, yeah, that's one. But rednecks should should be on the same side as sheiks because they both always carry knives with them. That's true. Yeah, they're just like friendly sword guys who are specifically uh, preach about nonviolence in their religion. Are you talking about rednecks or Sikhs at this point? (laughs) Uh, Sikhs are uh, much nicer than rednecks. Yes, that is absolutely true. (laughs) We need to start a Uh, PSA for you might be a redneck if, but then also you might be a Sikh if. (laughs) So you know if you sit down for if you sit down for uh, somber remembrance. If you if you quietly worship and welcome outsiders into your church, is Sikh is is Sikh as a religion uh, something that is problematic because of its treatment towards women? I've never been totally clear on that. Uh, I'm not this sure. Is something I struggle I, with all the time. I listened to the Ono oh Ross and Carrie episode about it, and I don't remember. I know Islam. Uh, most versions of it, women have to sit in a separate room uh, from the priest, or whatever they call the priest. Uh, yeah. I don't know the word. Uh, during during ceremonies. Yeah. During mass, or... Uh, mass is the Catholic one. I don't know. Sermon? Uh, is that 
religion neutral service you can just say yeah there <laughs> it is service. Re- during religious services i know women have to uh there's like a divider between the men and the women this is something I honestly struggle with all the time, and I don't like to talk about it publicly because I don't, I don't understand how I can say what I'm thinking when feminism crosses over with uh, trying not to be racist. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So, well, oh, Louisa, man. you should share those thoughts here in the most private of spaces. <laughs> That's why I'm podcast. saying I'm not. I'm trying not to, but I will say I really don't like any religion where women are considered second-class citizens. And yes, that includes Catholicism and all the Christian ones as well, because don't tell me women can't be priests, that they can't be that close to God just because they're women. Fuck you. Yeah, it's uh, it's an incredibly sticky situation when a uh, people who look a certain way are discriminated against, but also the uh, religions associated with those ethnicities are uh, awful in a lot of ways, too. Yeah. But how do you guys square that with the fact that women are responsible for all sin in the world? <laughs> oh no, damn lawyer! Well, I think that it's down <laughs> trapped. To, I think that it's it's just down to each individual man to make sure that he puts the women in his life in their place. <laughs> Can we make sure that we put that sound under all of that last piece that indicates that we're being ironic? Uh, yes. Uh, I think that, that equality, equality among races and genders is perhaps the most important thing that we need to fight for in the modern world. Uh, do I need to say that? Probably, because lots of people don't believe that. Oh, I found the sound. <laughs> oh, there it is. <laughs> uh, so just to prove that this is the most boring board we've ever visited, the top post of all time has this headline. Analysis. Refuting a common misconception. Is Saudi Arabia trying to drive out North American shale? <laughs> shale. Up until the word shale, I thought that was that could be kind of interesting. Uh, what's shale? Is that rocks? Yeah, it's a yeah kind but of it's like stone. the ones that are soaked with oil, so you can like crush uh, them up and try to squeeze a little more oil out of them. Uh, it's like trying to get oil from a stone. Yeah. Wait. <laughs> it's like trying to get blood from an oil. Nope. I you feel, almost got it. <laughs> I feel like the problem with fracking, or maybe I should say the problem with the political firestorm around fracking is, is that, that there's like, a literal firestorm around fracking. <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh boy. That is true. But no, also, on. even though like I think a lot of people feel very strongly about fracking, like talking about fracking is so boring. The concept of fracking is so boring <laughs> that it just seems like like, I know why it's bad, but the idea of people getting mad about crushing up rocks to get oil out of them, I'm just like, I could care less. Well, it's, uh, the the natural gas thing is what really gets people going, because it's supposed to be a uh, more efficient more efficient than coal or oil source of fuel, but uh, everyone refuses to regulate it, so it's like, it's gotta be a thing where either we don't have it at all, or the current situation, which is, it don't, like, the, the, there's no rules about doing it. Just right, Outback. <laughs> yeah, uh, you go to Outback Steakhouse and you're like, can I get a shale steak with a side of frack fries? <laughs> yeah, good one. <laughs> yep, nailed it. Got in one. <laughs> Uh, the well, natural wrap. a blooming onion that's just a tire that's on fire. <laughs> How about that? that I think I think a, a blooming onion could already kind of be described as a tire fire if you think about it. True. I know one t- tire that's going to be on fire after I eat that blooming onion. Is it your butthole? Yep. <laughs> okay. 
thanks for thanks for for putting a, a fine point on it. <laughs> no, uh, what happened? <laughs> uh, welcome, welcome to Seed Buttholes, our podcast about buttholes. Yep. You know, we I would think... probably already be so much more successful if our podcast was just about buttholes. Oh man, especially yeah. if it was about seeing buttholes. <laughs> Guys, we don't, we can't do, oh, uh, I had someone ask if we ever do the Not Safe for Work Reddits, and I said, uh, my co-hosts are siblings, so they said we can't. And they said, well, that's reasonable. <laughs> yes. Although I still stand by if we get a hundred reviews and likes on iTunes, then yes. we will do it. Yes. We need veto powers, but yes, I agree yes. to that as well. Yeah, yeah. Yes. So oh, get, get I, I thought it, about friends. I thought about a specific set of rules if we did a bonus episode that it would just be like a lightning round of not safe for work reddits where <laughs> Oh, uh, that's as, pretty good. That yeah, good. like as soon as you or Louisa says veto uh while the other one is talking, we have to skip to a new one. Yeah, we just yell pass. <laughs> <laughs> I like the implication, Jeff, that you would never veto anything. <laughs> I mean, I have no reason to. <laughs> is that true? <laughs> No I mean, I guess so. I can't. I can't imagine. Like, I can't imagine you guys making me more uncomfortable on this show than you already have in the past. Uh, That's probably true. Was it the yeah. time that we talked about you masturbating to Roger Rabbit? <laughs> uh, no, because that was based. That was a Toys to Life situation. That was ba- that was uh, based on a true uh, based on a true story ripped from the headlines. <laughs> the executive producer Nick Wolf. Yes. Ah. <laughs> uh, there's got to be some good joke about his name, right? No. Surprisingly, no. <laughs> no That's one's, really no weird. One's ever no one's ever made it. <laughs> oh, man. <sighs> you know what's a shame is that generals have really cool hats, but they can only really be worn by generals. Like, that style of hat with the brim and then the sort of, like, the wrap, like wider top part and then the fabric on top. You know what I I'm talking about? No, I don't. General's hat. Google like enter. I guess pretty much any military uniform hat that's not like a helmet. Oh yeah, is like this style like when you draw a cartoon general, the type of hat he's wearing. Yeah, like oh, with the stars on it sometimes. Sometimes, yeah, it's like a like a it's like a baseball cap, but instead of just a dome on top, it's got like an extra hoop in it to make oh, it bigger. Oh, I see it now. Yes, yes. Yeah, that is an awesome hat, but you can't wear that hat unless you're in full military uniform, and that is a shame. I mean, you could just who wear wears, it. Who wears the hat that has a whole bunch of feathers sticking out of the top? Because I love that one. Uh, the Indian from the village people. Okay, thanks. <laughs> I Am I wrong? Could, I think that you could just wear one of these hats and it would be fine. I think it would make me an unbearable hipster if I wore that hat with normal clothes. 99% of the Google image results are uh, Nazi general hats, I guess because they're cooler looking. Are those the ones with the spikes on top? Uh, no, that's World War One. A lot of the <laughs> Nazi, those are helmets. A lot of the Nazi uniforms were designed by Hugo Boss, though, right? Yeah, uh, all of them. So, like... That's how he got his start. I know it's terrible and everything is terrible, but he was a good designer, so they are good designs. Like, it's is that super the, weird. We, we don't need to revere them, but they were good designs. Yeah. Uh, are those... Is this what the movie Hugo is about? Yep. Okay. So that was about a wind-up robot. Yeah, that designs uniforms for the Nazis. <laughs> oh, okay. It's super that? weird to me that there's still a major uh, menswear company called Hugo Boss. Like, that guy was a Nazi. <laughs> yeah. 
And they're still like, oh no, our company is going to be named after him. Listen, Jeff, if we punished everyone who was a Nazi, then I guess the world would be uh. a really great, much better place than it is right now. <laughs> we can't have that. Yeah. I wonder if you can buy Hugo Boss suits in Germany. Because they've banned all symbols of Nazism. Hmm. Is Hugo Boss a symbol of Nazism? Was he the Juan Valdez of Nazism? <laughs> I don't yeah, like that. Just, I'm not comfortable with that. He's a cartoon they came up with. Are you <laughs> he's uncom- not a real person. Are you uncomfortable with that, Louisa, because I'm drawing parallels between uh, Nazi Germany and South America, or just because I'm reducing a real human being into a caricature? Uh, the first one, not really the second one. I don't care if you reduce... Nazi sympathizers to caricatures. But cool. I kind of do care if you compare a person created, yeah, it's an advertising thing, but a person created to raise the image of farmers <laughs> to <laughs> Nazis. I guess I don't like that. That's probably like, what I don't like. It looks like so, they do have a German website, so I guess you can buy Hugo Boss suits in Germany. I love that you just said that, Louisa, because I agree with you, but on its face, it's a crazy thing to say. Is <laughs> what? that. When I compared a real human being to a fictional advertising device, I was demeaning the advertising <laughs> device. Yes. <laughs> yes, that oh, is man. true. So the most controversial post on this board is also super boring because it seems like not at all a controversial thing. Discussion. Map. Walled world. The most heavily guarded borders in the world separate the global north from the global south. Yep. I expected it. (laughs) I don't know why that's... Why is that a controversial post? That seems like a, oh yeah, that's an interesting fact. It is weird to me that so much of, like, the world economy and stuff is north of the equator... I think, like, south-southern economies are growing very rapidly now, but the sort of traditional world is all north of the equator. Yeah, well, it's... reasons for that. I mean, geopolitics is where we are. Yeah, that's why I'm bringing it up. (laughs) Yeah. We would have world powers in uh, South America and Africa, but, like, the north of the border people specifically targeted those areas to make sure that didn't happen. Yeah, I guess I'm saying, like, obviously I know that this is the result of, like, uh... Imperialism and stuff? Imperialism and colonization and stuff like that. I'm just surprised that there aren't really any cultures from south of the equator that, like, did the same thing the other way around. Like, why weren't there any colonizing countries in the south of the equator? I wonder if it has something to do with um, the way currents flow in the ocean. I know that's a weird thing to say, but like a lot of this trade and battle was done by sea. <laughs> what? What the heck? H- hold on, what was that? <laughs> Sorry, my phone alarm went off. Oh, okay. <laughs> I just think that it's interesting uh, to think about like, the way just the physical makeup of the world could have influenced history in that way? Yeah, Mm -hmm. I mean, that's probably true, and I think that there's more, like, maybe, I'm probably terribly wrong about this, but I feel like there's more uh, hospitable climates for, like, farming north of the equator. Yeah, that's true. I mean, the the (laughs) so-called cradle of civilization is in, like, the Middle East, and it's, like everything kind of a huge portion south of that is deserts yeah but also then uh living well living in any tropical area which is 
uh, along the equator, I guess, but I'm thinking of it also a little bit more south. Like, life in a very basic, like, say, prehistoric state, like, life is a little easier. Like, the yeah. temperatures aren't going to be extreme. Like, food is readily available. So are you saying that, like, people north of the equator got toughened up by weather and then came down and, like, kicked the shit out of the south, the south, southern hemisphere? <laughs> no. <laughs> uh, I, think, I think it's more that if you live I would, in... I'd buy it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, I think it's more that if you live in the Amazon jungle, you don't have to uh, cultivate as much of an agricultural society because there's so much to just find. You don't have yeah. to invent swords and shit. I once well, had no, a they, really they good, invented uh, swords, but like they didn't have to invent raising animals for food necessarily, or uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, I had planting a, huge farms. I had a really good anthropology professor who once said that uh, in history, like in history books, we've kind of got the idea that people were hunter gatherers until they quote unquote got smart enough to start making farms. But if you live in the right kind of climate, and maybe if you move around in different parts of the year, you might not need farms. Farms are a lot of work. Yeah. Yeah, like if if you're uh, if you're the Aztecs or whoever, and you just like live in a really uh, vibrant, uh, bountiful place, why would you ever transition away from like? food literally falling on your head from trees yep. if if you didn't have to. Yeah, farms are so great. How come dolphins don't got some? <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Fire Bam. In the air. Bam. Dolph- dolphins still huddle around their fires uh, <laughs> telling their stories of ancient gods. They're a, a far... Uh, uh, <laughs> Hunter-gatherer hunter dolphins. Sorry, I was... That was, was not celebra- the right time. <laughs> I was celebrating the point I made. Oh. <laughs> it took me a minute to get my phone out. Dolphins are scary. Uh, they, that's true, I don't trust them. They're, they're like primates in that they are super smart, but have not developed morality. <laughs> yeah, I mentioned earlier that I was at the zoo uh, earlier today, and I had the same feeling when I go to aquariums a lot, where it's like, you look at the animals and you're like, this seems like, like, just looking at this feels immoral. Like, <laughs> just have, ha- like, some of the animals are smart enough that you can see that they're trapped in this cage with people watching them poop, and you're like, I don't think I'm okay with this. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, there's certain animals living in captivity where it's like, mm, there's a reason they keep eating their trainers. It's because they don't want to be in this fish tank. Yeah, like, yeah. that gorilla is pretty smart. It's not a human being level smart, but it's not bad, and, like, it mm, probably... smarter than some people, like, small <laughs> children. Yeah, that's probably true. And, like, just the idea of, like, Hey, here's a bunch of people with ice cream smeared all over their faces, banging on a window and watching you poop in the outdoors. Like, that is humiliating. <laughs> That's not okay, right? Well, they don't have I a mean, sense I... of shame because they never took a bite from that uh, apple, like we were talking about earlier, from the Bible. Uh, yeah, which is why women, why women are second-class citizens. And Boom. gorillas are... Where do First gorillas class fall citizens? Oh, okay, good. Uh, I, good, I'm glad. One and a half class, <laughs> no. just above women. Yeah, I think, no, I think they're above men, too. They never bet the apple, so they're better zero than we are. Zero-with-class citizens. <laughs> is that, it's like uh, the zero-with-law of is, is there Is there a Christian sect that believes that animals are better than humans because they never committed original sin? 
I don't think I don't think there is because I don't think anyone will agree that animals have souls because like then what separates us you know well yeah. some people some some Christian uh, varieties will say that animals have souls but they will also always say that the earth was made for human beings yeah yeah but I'm just saying if you were like if you were if you made the earth and you made all the animals and humans and then you were like humans you're my best thing but then humans fucked up so so bad that then you later <laughs> you're had like to let kill- me look over here all right yeah, Kirill, now it's, my new now it's dogs <laughs> you'd, you'd be like you'd be like oh shit these dogs never did anything bad they are just adorable oh, i guess all dogs all go to heaven yay all dogs go to heaven we did yeah. it now's the time for your celebrations I- Yay! <laughs> <laughs> and then the Lord said unto thee, "Who is a good boy?" <laughs> and the answer was, "You, you are a good boy." <laughs> and then verily there was a biscuit. Yay! <laughs> and yay, he did want to go for a ride and saw it was good. <laughs> Yeah, I think this bit's kind of dead. <laughs> yeah, dogs. I don't want to make fun of dogs because they're so good. <laughs> they're too holy and pure to make fun of. Yeah, nothing. There's there's no more pure expression of joy or sadness than when a dog is respectively happy or upset. It's true. It's sort of like going back to the thing about human beings and and animals. It's sort of like every uh, technology-based action movie wherein people invent a, a weapon and then a much better weapon, but then that much better weapon turns evil and so they have to use their second best weapon and it turns out to be better than their best best weapon. I'm thinking Please about... provide an example. Robocop. Boom. I thought you were going to say it was dogs. <laughs> dogs were our second best invention. Yes. No, Robocop was their best weapon. No. ED-209 was their best weapon, but they couldn't get it to work right because it kept killing people, so then they were like, well, I guess we'll use our second tier thing, which is RoboCop, and then later on, RoboCop fights ED-209 and wins. Uh, Was he the second best? I thought they just hadn't continued developing it because they couldn't get any uh, human volunteers. Nope. That is not true. I watched this movie yesterday. Hmm. I have it on Blu-ray. I should watch it again, because it's a very good movie. (laughs) Is it? (laughs) <laughs> yes, legitimately. <laughs> it's it's I hmm it is a very good movie of its kind. I don't know that it's a good movie full stop. Like for a weird crazy technology based action movie from the 80s it is very good. That's true. I like it's it. It's not it, as good as Terminator 2 though. It really stuck well, in yes, the zeitgeist. True. Yeah. It's interesting cuz it's uh usually paired up there with Total Recall because it was, like, the same time and the same director. Uh, But Total Recall is, like, way stupider. (laughs) I like Total Recall, kind of. I mean, it is... I like it a lot. Yeah, it is way stupider, though. It's way more fun. Yeah. Yeah, it's more fun because it's got Arnold Schwarzenegger and he's always fun back then. Uh, And Peter Weller, as Robocop, like, does a good job, but he's He's... specifically not meant to be personable. Yeah, he's not as crazy as Arnold Schwarzenegger is, which which is to the detriment of the movie, even though he's very good as RoboCop. The most I've seen of Total Recall is the gif where Arnold Schwarzenegger's head explodes. That's from that, right? His yeah. head doesn't explode, it just like, it's expands like starts for a minute. Yeah. 
You should absolutely watch that movie because it's got some like (laughs) wild, crazy Matrix ideas, but also it's like a super wacky future action movie. Also, you really want to know what... not selling it to me. (laughs) Don't you want to know what quados are, though, Louisa? I already know. People reference quados all the time. (laughs) No, you don't really know. (laughs) Yeah, quato is like some sort of nice crang. Yes. Exactly. (laughs) No, I remember the one from... uh, uh, What did they parody that with? On the Venture Brothers, maybe? Where he's a southern lawyer, the quato? Yeah, that was... Yes, that was the Venture Brothers. So I know all about Uh. it. See? (laughs) Yes. But going back to the thing I said earlier, another example of that is Terminator 2, where the best weapon is beaten by the second best weapon. Or Red Dawn, where the best weapon is the Russian army and the second best weapon is teenagers. The best weapon is communism and the second best weapon is Wolverines. (laughs) There we go. The best weapon is North Korea and the second best weapon is Chris Hemsworth. Oh, you're talking about the remake? Go to hell. Yeah, yeah, how yeah, did you not, how did yeah, you not say Charlie one. Sheen, Jeff? You should have said Charlie Sheen. Because it was much funnier to reference the unnecessary bad remake. <laughs> was it Charlie Sheen or Emilio Estevez? <laughs> Same thing. You gotta get your shit straight if you can't tell them apart. Can you they remember which one it was? I didn't see it! I know Neither the difference did I. between the two of them. Okay, well. <laughs> you could put 70s Martin Sheen, 80s Charlie Sheen, and 90s Emilio Estevez next to each other, and you wouldn't know the difference. How? Because how they all you, look the same. How could you put them next to each other? I mean, photos of them. Oh, well, that's what about Joe or a Charlie Sheen. Where does he fit into this? That is a Who? totally different Joe Estevez? Uh, is he related to them? Yes. Or is that a coincidence? <laughs> no, he's, he's, he's Martin Sheen's brother. brother. Oh, okay. I'm going to look up a picture of him, because I bet he looks terrifying. just like them. He looks a lot like Emilio Estevez. He looks sort of like if you put um, Martin Sheen... Oh my god. <laughs> if you put Martin Sheen and um, uh, uh, Steve Buscemi in the machine from The Fly, <laughs> yes. and, like, combine them. Uh, maybe not all young pictures of... Yeah, young pictures of him, he looks like none of them, but now he just looks like Martin Sheen. Yeah, he does now, yeah. The only movies oh, I've seen him in. Sometimes he has a mustache. Ew. The terrible movies I've seen him in on MST, of course. Yes. He reminds me of uh, Emilio Estevez. He looks mm. so weirdly in this one picture I'm seeing of him behind silhouettes of robots and Mike Nelson. Uh, he looks a lot <laughs> like Dennis Hopper from Blue Velvet. <laughs> he does, yeah. Yeah. That's weird. <laughs> He's really good at chewing the scenery in a way that I feel like. Uh, uh, Emilio Estevez also is, but the other yes. two kind of aren't. Yes, I agree. I wish Charlie Sheen kind of had a Nicolas Cage career right now, because he's, like, he's definitely at the stage of his life where he should, but he just doesn't make any of the right decisions in his personal or professional life. Okay, yeah. so this is a bit of a tangent, but when I was in New Orleans a couple months ago, uh, I went to, to the site of Nicolas Cage's grave. Do you guys know about this? Hold on, what? No. Okay. He's not dead! Yes, I'm aware. So, Nicolas Cage bought, like, four plots in the oldest cemetery in New Orleans for when Oh my god, dies, it's a pyramid. And it's a perfect pyramid. Ah! <laughs> it is the weirdest thing ever. And it says, like, Nick Cage on the thing, but he's super not in there. <laughs> Omnia ab uno yeah. is, is the inscription. What does that mean, Matt, who speaks Latin? It means, uh, from one all. It's it's from the it, like the founding fathers said it. 
Yeah, like, this is definitely an Illuminati tomb. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and it's Tomb-inati? Is that, is that good? Uh, is that a good one? And, it's a and real... tomb It's a real <laughs> national treasure, guys. Oh, wait, we already did freeze frame on another episode. <laughs> Uh, I did not know that that was by Jay Giles Band until I bought it to what? put on the end of the episode. Wait, How'd really? you not know that? It's like their biggest hit. Really? Well, I, I mean, think besides Centerfold. Yeah, it's gotta they be were, Centerfold. They were a two-hit wonder. There's I a guess lot of bands so. like that. It's kind of weird, right? I just never knew Freeze Frame was theirs. Yeah. That's weird. But so Girlfriend is a Centerfold with, is a better song, anyway. The trouble with Nicolas Cage is he's kind of uh, urban legend proof. Because there's nothing you could say about him that you wouldn't be like, yeah, I believe that. That's totally true. The problem is that he's gone so far that way that it's also not interesting. Yeah, exactly. That's what I'm saying. No one's going to spread the rumor that he's got a pyramid-shaped grave in uh, New Orleans. Because you're like, yeah, of course he does. (laughs) (laughs) I feel bad for him because, like, he went kind of crazy anyway, but, like, his breaking point was when someone stole his very expensive Superman comics in, like, 2001. Mm -hmm. Like, he had a copy of Action Comics number one and a bunch of other old, rare Superman comics. Yeah. They got stolen out of his home, and that was, like, the point at which he started going really crazy. Yeah, cry me a fucking river, okay? (laughs) When I was living in a one-room, like, one room, maybe 40 square foot apartment and had my bike stolen, which was my only way to get to work. I didn't go fucking bananas. So if you owned a $10 million comic book and it got stolen from you, I'm so sorry, Nick Cage. Ugh. I wonder, uh, do you think Kal-El Cage, who is 10 years old now, uh, goes by Kal-El in school? Or do you think they just call him like Cal or Clark? No, he's got to go by Cal. Yeah, I hope smart. they call him Clark, though. <laughs> mm, do you think that he's getting beaten up every day because of the new Superman vs. Batman movie? Uh, I think that it would be impossible to beat up a celebrity child because they all go to a secret Illuminati school. <laughs> there's got to be... I believe that, sure. <laughs> yeah, but there's, <laughs> there's got to be bullies in that school. Anytime you put, put a group of kids together, one of them will emerge as the bully. Yeah. Oh, Kal-El Cage is definitely the bully. Do this documentary so? Lord of the Flies taught us that. I I also kind of feel like uh, the reason Nicolas Cage ended up where he is now is because he's, like, the biggest Dorcas Malorcus ever in the history of time. And I feel like his kid probably would be that, too. How, how did he yeah, end up it's... that way? Because he, like, got his career fully started. <coughs> Sorry. <coughs> started based on nepotism, right? Like, he's a Coppola. Yes. I mean, maybe, but also he won an Academy Award for Best Actor. Was that from Moonstruck? Uh, Leaving Las Vegas. Oh. He's very good in Moonstruck. It's true what they say, that like he's either really good or really terrible in every movie. Yeah, yeah he delivers really good performances in a lot of really bad movies, and also he's been in some good ones. The best part is that sometimes he's both in the same movie, <laughs> and those are the best movies. I bet that we could get Nicolas Cage to star in one of our DIY Twilight Zone episodes. <laughs> that That's probably great. true. Yep. <laughs> Could we also get him to come on to our reboot of Mad TV? Uh, probably, except, oh, that's actually happening. Did you see that that's actually happening? fucking hell. We need to stop (laughs) willing things into existence using the reality machine at the center of the universe, a la Superman. 
well, well, it's gonna be at the CW. It's gonna be at the CW. Fuck. Okay, guys. Seriously, how many times do we have to correctly predict two weeks in the future before <laughs> things start to like? What if we are the Twilight Zone? Uh-oh. What if you know, we are the you know early Key edition? Did you Peele got their start on Matt TV? Because I'm just discovering this looking at the photo at the top of this Variety article. That you kind know of they fully sense. have a movie coming out, and I only just heard about it this week. Oh, yeah, that yeah. movie looks amazing. It does. <laughs> it's gonna be it's, so good. <laughs> it's literally a parody of John Wick, which came out, like, last year. <laughs> Dude, did you guys see the video of, um, of, uh, uh... Keanu Reeves training for John Wick 2? No. No, but that sounds great. So a bunch of people uh, like came out online and they were like, there's no way Keanu Reeves did the stunts in John Wick. They're too complicated. There's no way he could have learned to do that. And so he had somebody film him doing the training that he's doing for John Wick 2, and he's holding live guns and like fucking juggling them in the air and like blowing the shit out of dummies in some gun range in like North Dakota. It is the coolest thing I've ever <laughs> seen awesome. in my life. <laughs> well, he was cast in that movie because he's a stunt actor. People kind of forget that like he's actually a karate man. Yeah, don't forget all those stunts he did in Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure. <laughs> he played air guitar so good you believe that there really was a guitar. Yeah, and then those scenes in uh, Bill and Ted's Bogus Journey where they're playing actually good guitar and it cuts back and forth between his face and then hands playing that guitar, <laughs> those are definitely his hands. Yeah, I believe So it. did you guys see John Wick? No. no, but now I want to. Now that I've oh. seen this video. <laughs> it's so... So good. I, uh, I had Warren, no idea which way that sentence was going to go. <laughs> no, it's incredible because... Now, Jeff, like, <laughs> I would like to point out that inflection was very important in that sentence because you could have also said, it's so, so good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, with a hyphen. Yeah. Uh, it's on... It, it, I think it's still on HBO Go. Uh, just a warning, a bad thing happens to a dog, like a very cute dog. That's the only thing I know about that movie. Just a warning, someone was dead the whole time. Uh-oh. Well, it's... He... A bad thing happens to a dog, and then the rest of the movie is about uh, Keanu Reeves going to murder the people who did the bad thing to the dog. So it's very cathartic in that way. Is it a revenge movie for a dog? Like, revenge for just a dog? Yes. That is amazing. That is <laughs> like so he, good. He wants to kill uh, Theon Greyjoy because Theon Greyjoy hurt his dog. I kind of thought that maybe that would be the second act of Fallout 4, because the dog was so important in all the promotional materials, I was like, there's a really good chance this dog is going to die, and I kind of thought that like the inciting incident for the rising action in Fallout 4 was going to be somebody killing your dog, and then you'd go on a revenge trip for them, and then that didn't happen, and I was very disappointed. Yeah, because Dogmeat is invincible in that game, so everyone thought he was uh, plot important, like he was going to die in a cutscene. Right. But he never did. In Fallout, in Fallout 3, he could just die normally, right? Uh, I think so. Well, dogs are holy creatures, we've already established, so you don't want to have them die for <laughs> any reason ever. Do you think they're going to put out a DLC at some point called, like, The Death of Dogmeat? <laughs> oh, man, probably. Would they're you just going to call it John Wick colon Fallout 4. Oh, fuck, guys, am I willing things into reality again? Oh, it's happening. Can't you will uh, something good into existence? <laughs> I don't yeah, think a I DLC can. for Pokemon that gives me a million dollars. I don't think I can, actually. Like, I legitimately think that my Cassandra-like powers only will shitty things into existence. Yeah, if he wants it to happen, it's not going to. Yeah. Or if he thinks he's using his powers. Yep. 
It's like, uh, oh, who has the luck powers that a oh, long, long shot, shot from the yes. X-Men? They only work if he's not trying to use them. Yep. Sounds I dumb. Love that. That's also the plot of, um, uh, what is the, the first book in the Xanth series by Pierce Anthony? Do you know what I'm talking about, anyone? I know of the series, but I haven't read any of the books. It is possibly the worst fantasy book series ever written. Uh, everything, everything about the magic in all of these books are just puns. Oh boy, it sounds like you love it. Uh, I don't, but I did read all of it. Yeah. And there are 45 books, I think, in the series. hell. Are they I'm all not also by read all of Yes, all written by Pierce Anthony. And I am, I, like, you guys think I'm exaggerating, but I think I might be lowballing that number. I think it might be in the 50s. Oh my, why did you read all of them if you don't like them? I don't know. It was, they're, they're very easy to read, and you just sort of, like, fall into the rhythm of it, and then you're like, oh, oh my god, I read eight of these in the past week. I don't even remember doing that. Does this series take place in Florida? Yes. Because I looked up Xanth and all of the Google images were Florida surrounded by a bunch of birds and stuff. The plot of the series is that there is an island off the coast of Florida where magic is real. <laughs> oh my god. This <laughs> is yes. not selling it for me. Yes. But anyway. So there are 41 books, but uh, 40 and 41 are still forthcoming. Oh, okay. I guess I was over... Wait, over so they planned for there to be 41 books? That's strange. No, no, I mean, he still originally intended it for a be- to be a trilogy. <laughs> okay. Yeah. No, what Jeff is saying is that 40 and 41 are still in the process of being written, and then probably more will come after that. Okay. Like, it Pierce... started in 1977, Jesus. I know. This dude has been writing these books for so long, and they are so bad. <laughs> oh, this year is the 20th anniversary of A Song of Ice and Fire. Wow. Yeah, which we are still expecting the last two books. Uh, speaking of long-running series that have books yet to come out. Long-running series. I mean, long-running that... time-wise, yes, but yes. number of books, not so much. That was also originally intended to be a uh, trilogy, and the end of the third book is where he thought the first book would end. <laughs> yeah, that dude can't stop writing. He's got the same problem as J.R.R. Tolkien and, like, George Orwell and people like that who just, like like, are so in love with the way they can describe a thing that they describe things that no one cares about. Yeah, for uh, Xanth, apparently he got to the end of the 27th book and was like, alright, I'm done with the trilogy, finally. <laughs> and started a new story, finally, in book 28. A Spell for Chameleon, that was the name of the first book. Yeah. I'm glad I remembered it on my own and didn't look it up, because I was <laughs> about God. to. Apparently, the uh, 27th book ending the trilogy was also a pun, because 27 is the third power of three. Yeah, no, I'm not joking. Not only is everything, oh. ev- all the magic in all these books puns, the title of every book after the first one, I think, is a pun, also. <laughs> ogre, ogre. Yep. Dragon on a pedestal, is that like... Yeah, that's about a woman who can change shape into a dragon. Anyway, these are bad books. Stork naked? Yep. (laughs) Oh, my god. Yeah, so if anyone out there wants to read possibly the worst fantasy series ever written, you should check out Xanth, because it's garbage. Oh my god, not nice, not spelled with a K, and nice spelled G-N-E-I-S-S. Yeah, there's one called Cruel Lie about making soap with L-Y-E. Oh, I remember Jumper. you had that book, because I remember it had yeah. a pun on the cover, the title, and then the subtitle, because it was Cruel Lie, a caustic yarn. 
Yes, that's right. <laughs> current events, but current like the fruit. Yep. Uh, uh, jumper cable about a character named Jumper. Yes, I would like to point out that all of these things are the best puns because they're the ones on the cover of these books. Like bored, stiff, but bored. B o a r d. Yep. <laughs> So have you read the most recent ones? Uh, no. The ones from, like, 2013 to 2014? No, I read all of the ones that were extant, I think, my freshman and sophomore years of college, so, like, a while ago. But I read at least 20, maybe 30 of them. So have you read a uh, Up up in a Heevil starring the Umlaut Golem? I don't think so. <sighs> it came out in 2002. Maybe I did. Swell, f- Swell Foop starring Cynthia Centaur. Yes, I did read that one. I remember that one. Oh my god, how did he write so many of these terrible named books? Yeah, I he at the end of the books he puts like a thanks section where he thanks his fans for sending him puns. And I guess the implication is that like people just write him letters that are like, hey, what if you used like Butter, but but her also like that's a pun that you could use. Like, There's a character named Irrelevant Candy. Okay, that that is not surprising to me. <laughs> oh Jesus Christ! Uh, I don't want to look at this Wikipedia page anymore. Is this the end of the episode? Finally, geopolitics, guys. <laughs> <laughs> well, if you want to read a fun, terrible uh, series of books with pun titles question mark the charlene the harris uh, series that true blood was based on they all have titles that have dead in the name of them that's pretty yeah good. i appreciate the fact that those are like the only puns in those books though <laughs> yeah. like the fact that ziv they have puns on the cover but also sprinkled heavily throughout is dis- <laughs> is disheartening also the title of the series is a pun because it's by piers anthony yes it's 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 as if he watched Zardoz and was like, I can make this worse. <laughs> uh, yeah, it, it's but also like your favorite book series that is 40 books long, The Discworld, has a bunch of pun titles too. Yeah, that's actually yeah. why somebody recommended it to me in the first place was because they're like, oh, you like that? This is something that's similar. And I was like, it is similar in that Bizarro Superman is like Superman. <laughs> His costume is blue and he has superpowers. That's it. Yeah. Well, I'm extremely biased, because I also love the Discworld books, but I feel like he, uh, Terry Pratchett, uses puns in a way that when he reveals the pun to you, you're like, oh my god, that makes everything make sense. Like, he uses them in a way that lends credence to things that they shouldn't actually have. I really like that. And also, the puns are never in there just for their own sake. Like, they also have some kind of plot meaning, as opposed to Pierce Anthony, where it seems like he's just like, okay, gotta get 700 puns in this book, and then he's just (laughs) checking them off of a list as he goes. (laughs) There's a a game coming out this summer that I have pre-ordered called The Punderdome, uh, where the goal is to make the worst puns. Okay. And I think that we should do an episode where we just play that game. (laughs) How is that related to our thesis (laughs) statement at all? Uh, it would just be, like, a fun bonus. Yeah, we could do bonus episodes on anything we want. How is... Okay, I guess. I don't know that bonus episodes are a thing at, uh, like, 
outside of, I guess, some podcasts. Yeah, do. no, I'll throw them up on, like, my Patreon or something. Yeah, maybe. That'd be fun. We should do a Patreon for this show at some point, maybe. Yep. Uh, the, the issue with that is Patreon is for individuals. Ah. Hmm. Or, I guess it can be for creative teams, is which the, I guess we is are. Is GoFundMe a creative team thing, maybe? I don't know. Anyway, it doesn't matter. We probably won't do that. In fact, well, we definitely we won't well, do that. I noticed that uh, I, might, the first, I might set one up for us. The first few episodes are gone from iTunes, and I know that's a thing where like you have to pay and stuff to make that not happen, but it's a shame. Wait, that what? I got. Well, it only does ten. What do you mean? Uh, now I'm getting into stuff I don't know very much about, but yeah. I know iTunes will only give you the last ten episodes of a podcast unless I think you pay for them to host them all or something. No, that's not the case. You can still get all the episodes of this show. Not on iTunes. Oh, really? Yeah. I've never heard of that. Yes. Because uh, iTunes doesn't host any shows. Well, for the longest time, I know, like, my brother, my brother, and me, you could not look at anything past further back than episode, like, 50, because they had only arranged but that then many. But then they put them all up on Libsyn so that people could get them. And yeah. similarly, if you are itching for those early episodes of seeing Reddit, you can yes. always go to weaponizedlanguage.com. Yeah, and if you're if you're subscribed on Android or in any other podcasting app, you can definitely get all the old ones. Well, I don't know what to tell you, but I do know we're only going back to episode like three now. I don't like that. So I guess that's it for this episode about geopolitics, where we <laughs> barely touched on the concept of geopolitics. Although there was a stretch in there where we were legitimately talking about geopolitics, like without jokes, just discussing geopolitics, and I'm pretty mm. proud of us for that. Yeah, I <laughs> think people good. like when we do that, probably. I don't yeah. know. I feel like someone who knows about geopolitics would be very angry. <laughs> that we're <laughs> like, I don't know if this is true, but I'm gonna say it anyway. Yeah, well. Yeah, but people, I think people enjoyed our Superman episode where we spoke with authority about that character we all love. Well, you bozos think you know a lot about <laughs> Superman, so that's a different <laughs> thing. You think you're expert. Uh, I don't think. I know for sure that I know a lot about <laughs> Superman. Yeah. See? See? How about this? Guys, we have... We have tens of followers now who listen to this show. We have yet to be corrected on anything. Oh I'm God. sure I'm sure that that's not because we haven't gotten anything wrong. But uh like I'm still impressed with our track record of not yet having anyone flaming us so bad about a mistake we made on this show. Uh, I hope you didn't curse us with your two week predictions. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> One of the top podcasts in iTunes is from ESPN, and it's called Dunkumentaries. <laughs> oh, no! <laughs> That's so good! That is pretty good. <laughs> Why did no one think to call a basketball documentary a Dunkumentary before? What was, uh, what was the, uh... What was the musician that Duncan something that had that song Rockabye a while ago? Do you know what Duncan I'm talking about? Chic? No, that wasn't him. Oh, what did that Duncan was a different Sheik person. Do? Yeah, he did uh, Barely Breathing, maybe? What's no, that, that was... Barely Breathing was, barely was somebody else. Barely Breathing. I'm typing it in. Barely Breathing lyrics. Yes, that was Duncan Sheik. Yes, I'm a really? genius. Really? Okay, good it. job. That song was was okay, right? Eh. I saw him I perform it live, because he was the opening act for Bare Naked Ladies once. Hmm. Didn't care for him. What is the deal with people putting opening acts that are on that were just from the same time period as another band, even though they are unlike <laughs> in every other way? <laughs> well, that's what you do, right? Just whoever's whoever is popular but not as popular as you. You ask them to be your opener, and then you go on tour. 
I feel like this could be a mathematical theorem where it's like the longer ago your band had their hit, the the less you have to have in common with somebody else yes. for them to be your opening band. Yes. Like when REO Speedwagon opens for like Poison or something. And yes. you're like, what? <laughs> Sister exactly Christian what you mean. Sister Christian leading into like I don't know, we're not gonna take it does not make a lot of sense to me. Sister Christian was Night Ranger. Yeah, and Yes, that's fine. I, both of those things that I said were not by the bands that I said previously. <laughs> uh, but I have noticed that when there's tours that are like, yeah, the 80s, and it's just like, well, these bands have nothing to do with each other. <laughs> Their yeah, fans you, would have killed each other in the 80s. Yeah. You guys all like Motley Crue and Cindy Lauper, right? <laughs> I kind of do. That would be great. I actually think Especially that's if she cool. came out and sang a song with them. <laughs> yeah. If, like, Motley Crue played Girls uh, Just Want to Have Fun and she sang it? Is it? Are we the bad ones here because we are assuming that more that all people are more one-dimensional than we are? Because I also kind of think that, that that would be a pretty cool bill. Yeah. Maybe maybe <laughs> people are more complex than we give them credit for. Oh, man. I don't want to think about it. People are, like, NPCs and they don't <laughs> exist when I'm not seeing them. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so I think this podcast listing thing is my fault because uh, something in the settings is wrong. I don't think oh. it's an iTunes limitation. Oh, okay. I remember hearing once some someone raising funds for a podcast is like, it costs money to make sure that you can get old episodes on iTunes. I guess that's not true anymore. Well, it costs money to host it, I yes. think is what they mean. And Jeff is hosting it with money, I assume. Yeah, I mean, it costs me like $100 a year, and it's on my website anyway. If, and, if we get a uh, huge following, eventually you may have to pay bandwidth things, but once we have... Well, I, I went and checked, and apparently my uh, my hosts, hosting service doesn't have bandwidth limits anymore. What? Well, that's pretty good. Yeah, How is I that think a that's just the thing model? they had to get rid of. Weird. Now all I can think about is girls just want to have fun. Okay, we really need to stop uh, this show. So, Do you know the Cindy Lauper song, <laughs> The Goonies Are Good Enough, R, yes. which is just the no- letter R, the number yes. R? <laughs> yes, I've seen the movie Goonies, Louisa. Of okay, course. well, I made an 80s uh, song playlist on Spotify, and I keep listening to that song, and it's very good. Is it? Yes, I love that song. I don't think that's even the best Cindy Lauper song. <laughs> no, but it's a very good Cindy Lauper song. Yeah, you're deeply a monster. <laughs> what? Are you saying that Cindy Lauper is so good that even her bad songs are very good? I think I am, and I'm okay, okay. with that. Because uh, I yeah, love her maybe. Christmas song, Feels Like Christmas. Yeah, that's a weird but good song. <laughs> uh, yeah, here the default setting is to only have 10 episodes in the feed. Uh. I'm going to up that to 100. <laughs> is Time After Time the best Cindy Lauper song? I feel like True Colors might be. Hmm, that is also a very good one. Uh, I prefer the Phil Collins True Colors. Um, no, wrong. My monster. Yes. Sorry. I don't think. <laughs> I don't think that that's like. I don't think that that is an unreasonable opinion. I don't share it, but I yeah. can see how you would have it. <laughs> you can see how I'd be wrong. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I have no trouble picturing that. <laughs> I'm happy that you feel that way, Jeff. <laughs> So passive aggressive. (laughs) (laughs) No, I think it's got to be time after time. I think it has to be. That is her best song. I'm going to go with True Colors on this one. Mm, I probably would like some album track if I listened to all her music, but uh, girls just want to have fun. I'm going to go with. Do She Bop, Jeff. Go She Bop. That's a good song, too. I know, it is. I was trying to give Jeff a deeper cut. 
No, I don't know that song. Is Shebop a-, a better song about masturbation than I Touch Myself? Yes, no, I think it is. No, nothing is. Yes, there is it no definitely song that's is. better. It definitely Except is. maybe, I think Pictures of Lily by The Who is probably the best song in that category. What about Dancing With Myself one. by Billy Idol? That doesn't count. Maybe. Uh, what about Faith by George Michael? That doesn't count either. Those are too vague. <laughs> I Touch yeah, Myself true. and Shebop are very <laughs> explicit about what they are talking about. I think that, I think Dancing With Myself is pretty explicit also. Oh, Cindy Lauper was a uh, manager in the first WrestleMania. Weird. Yes, I did know that, because that's how she knew, um... <laughs> Lou Albano? Yes. Oh, yeah, because they were video friends. So we've been talking about a lot of songs, and I mainly brought this up so that Jeff would be able to pick a good song to put at the end of this episode. Oh, that's right. I'm editing this one. Yeah, but uh, I would love if all of these great songs that we're throwing out here were skipped over and Jeff put Do the Mario at the end of this <laughs> for Albano. Oh, man. Take one step, and then again, come on, it's time to go! Do the Mario! Swing your is... arms from side to side. That was one of them, right? <laughs> yes, it is. Yep. Swing your arms from there side no to side. There are no instructions to do. God. I love, you can see him fall over yes, at the end of yes. the song, and they didn't do another take. <laughs> How is that not one of those songs that they play at weddings that they give you the instructions to do this, the dance, just like Cupid Shuffle and Electric Slide and all that? Uh, no, I found the best Cindy Lauper song. It's the Pee Wee's Playhouse theme song. Ooh, yeah, that are there is lyrics to that, though? I don't remember any. I'm pretty sure. Hmm. She It says she sang it, credited as Ellen Shaw. Jeff, I may never forgive you for torpedoing my mental image of people at a wedding doing the Mario. <laughs> I just want to point that out. Swinging their arms from side to side. Yes! <laughs> Take one step. Oh, Alright, well, yeah. that's the episode. That's you the can epi- find... You can find me on Twitter at J3FK or funtimes.online is my website. Uh, go listen to my other show, Creepy Podsta. I'm a month ahead recording that and about to get at least another month ahead in the next week, hopefully. Uh, so go listen. Give me feedback on that show because uh, that one has way more listeners than this one. So uh, I don't know why I'm promoting it here. I should do the opposite way. <laughs> uh, and I'm... Have you not done the opposite way? No, I do. Oh, every, okay. At the end of every episode, I'm like, go listen to my better podcast, Seeing Red. <laughs> but I think I only say it's better because I don't have to do any work for it, like reading stories or getting guests or editing it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's I, I don't know this for a fact, Jeff, but I feel like this one's probably more fun to record because you're making jokes instead of being scared. <laughs> yes, that's true. Yes. Uh, anyway, I'm Matt Heron. You can find me on Twitter at Kamikaze Pilot, or you can email me Matt at FunTimes.online. Ooh, I gotta get in on that. <laughs> you are in on it. that. I know, but I, yeah, you're in I on forgot that. to ever check it, though, is the problem. So I need to do that. It's, it I mean. forwards to your regular email. <laughs> okay, then I haven't gotten any emails. Good. <laughs> yeah, All neither right. have I. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, I'm Louisa Heron. You can find me on Twitter at Heronbird, or you can contact me personally at at Louisa at funtimes.online. <laughs> you had a lot of trouble with that one. I did. I'm like, I'm going <laughs> to fuck up all the ads. <laughs> okay, everyone. So uh, thanks a lot for checking out Seeing Reddit, and we'll see you next time.
is, yeah. I just said it. I just said our new sign-off. We'll see you next time. Yeah, our show is called Seeing Reddit, and we'll see you next time. It is a oh, great, boy. it is a great, great line. And then I always down say, vote. thank you, in an apologetic way. Yeah. Could we da- s- down, down vote both of these. <laughs> Could we just say upvote at the end of every episode as our sign-off? Uh, I think we should all just say downvote. <laughs> I think that's funnier, because it's mean. Uh, are we downvoting our listeners? Is that the implication? Uh, they've already downvoted us in their hearts. That's true. Is there something that people say on the Reddit board that's really annoying all the time? Like, how people beg for, like, free upvotes or things like that? Is that uh, a thing? Yeah, that's a global rule, is you're not, uh, you're not supposed to ask for upvotes. I thought uh, they were called points on Reddit, are they not? No, that's Yahoo Answers you're thinking of. No. Uh, it might be tracked as, as oh, it's karma, karma points. Ooh, okay. is, there, is there a way we can make that into a line? It's good karma. Know. What's now. wrong with see you next time? I thought that was pretty good. It's fine. <laughs> it's just any <laughs> podcast could end that way. I know, see you but... next Tuesday. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. No. We should start no. coming out on Tuesdays. <laughs> Oh no, we do. We do normally. Oh, yes. <laughs> this week was Saturday. Oh my god, guys! Could our sign-off line be "See you next Tuesday"? <laughs> Wait, why would it be? I don't get the joke. Do you well, not? But... Do you really not? Oh, Jeff. No, I really don't. You're so innocent. It sounds Jeff. familiar. See you next Tuesday is what you say when you're spelling a swear word that starts with the letter C. That is a bad one. Oh yeah, haha. <laughs> That's pretty good. So could we do that? <laughs> yeah. Apparently, some people won't even notice. <laughs> thanks for check thanks for checking out seeing reddit and we'll see you next tuesday is that terrible i like it yeah but i mean we're pretty terrible <laughs> that's Let's, true i like that i'm gonna do that next time i'm writing it down oh no i shouldn't <laughs> i am the zodiac killer right? whoops yes <laughs> well whoops oh no i'm sticking in this envelope addressed to san francisco police department <laughs> Uh, and I signed my name Jeff Kowalski. Oh, uh, double twist. 